Wow, there we are and welcome to the Arts Programme on Ross FM and have I got a, a rowdy house tonight or this afternoon? It seems like tonight, you know, I've been here for so long. I am absolutely delighted to have with me Dimna uh, Malloy, uh, Rosemary, Car- Rosemary Carty and Nicola Bowles, Bowles um, joining me later on in the afternoon, uh, later on in the programme but for now I would just like to say a few little thank yous and a few little um, messages. Today is... Um, the 2nd of March, and I'm, it's Ash Wednesday, so I'm recognising that. It's also shocked in the Gaeltach, which um, any of us who live in Ireland and was brought up in Ireland would learn Irish. But on saying that, I know quite a lot of people who have come from abroad and have learned Irish. We actually had a guy from Malaysia here talking in Irish about November last year. Uh, he was able to talk in Irish. He was fluent in Irish. 1st of March is also St David's Day, and it's the nest building day, unless it's a Sunday. The birds don't build their nests on a Sunday. Isn't that an interesting? I only found that out recently. And today is World Hearing Day, so check with the National um, um, Hearing Museum of Ireland. I want to say hello to Jiggy Jiggy, uh, Jerry, who uh, advertises the programme every, every Wednesday. Hello and thank you to Global Oil and good wishes for everybody today who's joined in and for all the good wishes that we received last week and the ones we're going to receive today. Um, there's a secretary out there writing all the lists down now as we start. So let me start off and let me introduce uh, my first guest, Dimpna Malloy. Dimpna, hello. How are you? You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming mm-hmm. in. So I'm, I'm delighted to, that, that you're joining us this afternoon. Now, Dimpna, uh, when you and I were chatting yesterday, um, one of the things you said to me that really struck me and it said, I had a lovely childhood. Yeah, I did. I was very fortunate. Where I lived, where I came from. Where did you come from? Uh, Roscommon Town, Castle Street. Okay. So directly across the road, which now has Rockford's. All right. Uh, that was the Royal Cinema. So in my youth, we used to go to the cinema, um, especially during the drama festival, where the cinema would be for 10 days of in the year. All the amateur dramas from all over the country would come and play in Roscommon before they'd go on to the finals in Athlone. So uh, because my house was so close to the cinema... You'd have people coming up from Clare or Kerry or Donegal and they might have all of their sets with them. So we'd be sitting at the table in the evening and the table would be gone over as a prop (laughs) (laughs) or the curtains off the window or chairs or uh, anything, plants, anything that might be required for the drama. It would come from our house. The piano another evening was a difficult to get back. But anyway, (laughs) because it was so heavy, one of these uprights. But like that the people would come first thing in the morning to the cinema and if it was close to the weekend we'd be lucky as kids the whole of Castle Street and the whole of Lanesborough Street and the surrounding streets all the children would be down watching and the doors of the cinema were wide open to let the people in and out with all of their uh, scenery but because you see all the hoi polloi would be at this drama that have season tickets and the whole lot and they'd be buying tickets for raffles and all that and during the night they wouldn't dare if they dropped some money, tenpence, or at that time it was shillings and sixpences and threepences, they wouldn't dare sit, to get down on their knees and look for it. So all the children in the town would be up and down the aisles <laughs> on their hands and knees looking for the change that would have fallen. And we'd come out, our hands would be black and our knees would be full of chewing gum. What did have change? Or we'd have over to Mary Hicks across the road and lollipops or whatever the hell it was. We'd just have it. But that was just one memory I have. Um, uh, my father was a poultry merchant. Okay. So... Uh, Christmas time was extremely busy. Um, he used to listen to the weather forecast, to the shipping news, because he used to export live 
east to England or Turkey's or whatever. So there was a huge um, different kind of setup in our place. Sometimes it could be maybe, I wouldn't say 100 people, but definitely 60 people working there at a time. And they'd be making boxes out of timber, and uh, the timber would arrive mm -hmm. in the yard in September, and they'd start making these massive crates for the geese. You know, and we used to, um, we used to have these lats of timbers that would be a specific cut in a specific size for to make the boxes. But as children, we'd be making these slanting them like this, mm -hmm. and we'd have the whole yard covered in these making houses, baby house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, that was my life. Um, we'd be making. Um, I don't know, we'd have loads of stuff. Uh, um, were, were your family uh, creative as well? Were your family yeah, my mother was very creative. My aunts were very musical. Right. So I loved, I was, it's that kind of a, a life. My father was extremely well read, even though he left school at 14. He, was, he would read maybe easily six newspapers a day, everything from the Financial Times to um, the Irish Independent or the local paper. Or, and oh. that's another thing, the Riscommon Champion which was the local paper, was directly across the road. So we had all of this. Uh, we, I, I saw printing presses at work. I, used to, I worked in the Champion, actually, as I tried to do journalism when okay. I left school. I wanted to be a journalist. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a spy, too, but that didn't <laughs> <laughs> I collected all my little club milk wrappers, you know, for years <laughs> to be able to get a badge to say I was a member of Man From Uncle. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're telling your age there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it probably was even the black and white television, was it? Oh, it was, definitely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were lucky to have a television. There mightn't have that many. Now, um, Dimley, can I just ask you about the Roscommon Arts Centre? Yeah. Uh, in 1990, oh yeah, I'm from Roscommon, right? So uh, when I went to college, I met Noel, my husband, and we married, and we came back to Roscommon. And then um, we set up a group, there were six of us, and it was called Working Artists Roscommon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we set up... There was no art centre in the town. Now, actually, we were very lucky because Roscommon County Council, the secretary, was Derry O'Donnell, and he was so enthusiastic about developing the arts in Roscommon. So there was a big old building called Edenville House, 17 rooms. It was an old RIC barracks, and they gave us that for a nominal rent. For a, yeah. We had it for 10 years. But because of this that we had, we had to insure it. It was insured for, I think it was a million, uh, public liability. Right. And uh, we applied to the Department of Arts, Culture and the Gaeltacht at the time to make that building into an art centre. Mm -hmm. And we got a quarter of a million. Wow. Yeah, but it wasn't enough. The roof on the building needed to be replaced and it would have taken nearly a quarter of a million to do that. And uh, so Derry and the County Council decided that they would put it into a greenfield site, which is the art centre today. Well, and they is that where the original building was? No, no, no that was a new, it was an, an open site. Okay. It was just council land, land. It was cheaper to build that yep. there than to do up. The now, they actually building. did put as much as they could. The, they made Edenville uh, water safe, which you know stopped any leaks and stuff like that. But um, the money that came, the Roscommon County Council put it pound for pound in what we got from um, the Department of the Arts, mm -hmm. so a half a million. And one of the things that they did promise us at the time, you see, as they, were, they knew that bums on seats were important, so they made the theatre more important than the actual gallery. So we were very much into a gallery and workspace for artists. And but it makes like sense. Yeah, yeah. Get the bums so on seats. But to saying that, yeah. they promised us at the time that they 
would develop it further, mm -hmm. and they did. So Working Artists was the first exhibition that was held in the New Art Centre. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, that was over 10 years later, more even, I think, now. But that money w was from us. Like, we were very uh, involved in the community as an art group. Uh, we started out in the open exhibition, which we went to all the shops and um, for two weeks we put in the work in everybody's shop windows. Um, I had an installation that was down, it was a solo exhibition and it was like the whole gallery was my work. So I bought a section of it and put it into one of the shop unit, uh, shops in, in Roscommon. Is that the one with the faces? And no, no, it, it was actually called uh, 14,000 Pieces Plus. It was a series of slates and they were all upright. So it was like uh, maybe 20 feet long and uh, it was 18 feet high. So it came from the ceiling and curled around. Uh, so there were bronze pieces incorporated in that. But one of the shops, uh, um, John Ward, he let me put my work in his window. And how long and ago that was, was that? That was 20 years ago. More even. Uh, oh my God. 28 years ago. Wasn't 30 years ago. Yeah. Wasn't a great vision then in Roscommon? Yeah. And we w they were so open to us, you know. Uh, like, And even I put work into little menu boxes, you know, that you'd see outside um, restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So I had little pieces made, uh, little carvings in in um, timber, in wood, and integrated with tiny little pieces of slate. Because slate was my thing. I worked in slate all the time. And then that I that worked in bronze. I mean, that was way before art was recognised. Uh, we were actually... Um, Noel, whom you spoke yeah, to... Yeah, your husband. He did this project uh, called um, Crossroads, where he invited 24 international artists to Roscommon. And like that, the director of the Arts Council came down and launched that because he, it was seen to be um, a one-off that maybe the rest of the country should start looking at us and taking ideas and maybe developing themes. Mm -hmm. So out of the six of us, uh, we all worked very well together and we, um, the group was more or less like maybe if other groups could start doing the same thing, you know, work hand-in-hand hand with the county council, with the local community, so much so that I actually did a community development practices course that the county council paid for to allow me to interact with communities better and stuff like that. Now, sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not stopping. But you have so much that I mean, I have to keep. Mm. I Going, have to keep yeah, moving yeah, on. Yeah. You you write poetry. I do yeah. And one of the things that you told me, poetry or word can influence yeah. what you create. Yeah. Yeah. Now you do. First of all, you do have a poem here for us. I do. I could read it for you. Yes, that's true. Okay. This is a poem I read. I wrote the first poem I, I wrote uh, was actually uh, it was based on. The I know what it was. It was the twin and swim washing machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is called. It's called a twin speed double action. That's the name of a washing machine. But the washing machine has nothing to do with this. But it's just I like the idea of the words twin speed double action. Now I say this, so you just have to hear it. It's like the words mean things to me, and I like the sounds in it. I might shout. Okay. Okay. Twin speed, double action, up wash dressed before you know your head has left the pillow. Bathroom swamped, toothpaste squiggled on every tap. Hairbrush retrieved from where last left on the washbox. No, in the washbox, amid the soils of yesterday. Laces tied, buttoned, pleated, uniformed, cornflakes bowled, milked and sweetened, lay the toast triangular, buttered, soft and hot. The board is set, ready for action. Last inspection, cross-checked, no digital aeronautics flying off the handle. Time just watched, 
ticked to 9.03. Forcing the last crumb down, bludgeoning to education, lunches, boxes packed to capacity, off on the bumper-to-bumper -bumper crusade. Mammy! 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 Four conversations calling for attention in orchestrated disharmony. Defy the ears, the brain runs into explosion mode. Yes! In answer to every question, not knowing you've agreed to a party of 24. Amid blinking indicators of judgments made, you too take your chance. Pull in, you turn, drop-off point achieved. Silence, silence, deafening silence. Take a breath. Go home to face the avalanche of disarray that you've contrived, contemplating on that one hour since your last unremembered awakening, wondering how else to fill your day. <laughs> and it's so, it's so, um, it's so true, so true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I don't know if you, if you call it poetry, it's just sounds and sentences. It's the morning. Yeah. Now, just from there, tell us, poetry influences what you might do, what you might yeah. create, or a word. Yeah. And yeah. we're heading into um, sculpture. Yeah. Um, like that, I, I write. And um, I wrote a poem one time, and it was called Getting Your Word In. And I was fed up. Uh, you know, people would be talking, and two people would be talking over there, and you'd say something, but nobody would listen, and they'd be talking over you. And I used to think it's my size, because I'm kind of small. But anyway... I wrote this poem and um, it was like that I was gagged and that every time I wanted to say something I was being choked. So it, in this other way of thinking, women are undermined, uh, they're talked over and also they're talked at. And one thing that I didn't like and I still don't like is that women are targeted to do certain things to look a certain way that you have to have your eyebrows done this way or you have to have you have to wear bras which is not necessarily normal or you have to dress this way you have to be a particular size you can't be weighty you can't have a big bum or you can't have do you know what I mean mm -hmm. we've been told this and I think that's terribly wrong and our children are particularly focused on for that so the artwork all came out of that so in the ex in the work I've used barbed wire so I created a, cre a piece in bronze well actually piece. four pieces yeah yeah and I the mouth is open and the tongue has barbed wire on it so the tongue has been stopped mm -hmm. from talking now it's only this part of the face mm -hmm. so the eyes aren't in it it's just the mouth open and then I used another part of the face in another bronze piece and that piece is called In Front of My Eyes and there's barbed wire in the eye. Mm. And it's like, we actually look out as people, but what we see, like we're looking out through eyelids and eyelashes, our nose and upper lip and moustaches. And that's uh, a part of the words that's in my mind when I'm thinking of the work I'm making. So our eyes can only take in what we see. And that comes from where we came from. Because we bring all this other baggage with us and all the connections that we have made relate or make us look at things in a specific way. So we could be very narrow-minded. 
So we have to try and learn to open our eyes. So in front of our eyes. Mm. And the whole thing then about the, the another piece in that exhibition was called the woman piece, but I call it the belly piece. And the, all these pieces are from my own body. And it's an old belly, and you know it's an old belly. And I have two pieces of barbed wire coming down where the vagina should be. So that's in relation to birth, or in relation to women having to um, do what men expect them to do. And also, one part of this belly piece is actually, um, a, a, it's not a garter, a suspender. So it's part, a suspender is part of the actual skin. So it's that in relation to how women are seen in the sex trade or in, you know, so it's just my way of saying, you know, wake up. But you do have other sculptures. I do, yeah. <laughs> sorry. We're running out of time. Okay, sorry. Okay. We'll <laughs> no, come on, tell me about no, no. Oh, sorry, uh, the other stuff. I, I, need I, a whole, I need a whole hour per guest. I'm going to have to speak to the manager of the radio. Really, <laughs> I am. Carry um, on. Sorry, uh, the other pieces I've done, um, I've done other pieces. Oh, yeah. Um, because of my love of bronze and how it started, I actually started with this group called Ueish, who were trying to recreate how to cast bronze the way they did 4,000 years ago. So I started and I created bronze in my own backyard, making bellows and pumping and reaching, you know, 1,400 degrees, yeah, and uh, making clay moulds and stone moulds and pouring the metal and So that was another facet. So out of that, uh, well, that all came about because of my love of my locality, which is Rathcrohan and Ruscommon and the history and the archaeology. And so I actually then went to different course in archaeology. Right. So, yeah. So it's lots of stuff, you know. There's a lot more to you than writing poetry. Um, well, twin I, I spin know. and washing machine. Yeah. Uh, Roscommon <laughs> Art Centre, thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, your very, art, very, your very art very journey is yeah. Yeah, we did very interesting. Um, There's a very interesting group of us, and I've had great opportunity. That's all I can say about that. And but I could maybe I saw things, um, things that I could do. Uh, so I did it. It's like with COVID, what do you do? I, I made jam or I made wine. Or, do you know never what I mean? even got so on to that. You, no, well, it's you just got on to making jam and yeah. jelly. Well, it's just everything. It, it's like, oh yeah, what I do, the work, before I started doing the bronze, the work I did, I was actually using bones, chicken bones, and uh, integrating them in my artwork. So uh, I would use um, slate, which um, when we got married first and we moved to our house, the roof had to be replaced. So there was lots of old slates. So there was only there was only small little pieces. Uh, so I'm not a very big person. Um, I can do some carving, but I found slate, tiny little pieces of slate. And I used to thread them like jewellery. So I'd have thousands of them, and I'd make these structures. And then I'd integrate leather with them, or bones, or stone, or paper, or things that you wouldn't normally associate with stone. Yeah. So to create um, an essence of what I wanted to say. So I used the slate and all that kind of stuff, bones, to bring, uh, I don't know, an essence of ancestry. Or even collecting up what was there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Divna, yeah. I'm really sorry. We could talk to you all day. But just time has run out. Sorry, but sorry. listen to me. Yeah. 
You're going to be a regular guest with us, so you are over the years. I'm hoping I'm going to be here for a couple of years, and you're going to come in and out, and sure, we're going sure. to share yes, many an arts journey and meet in many an arts function. No, you're meant to be talking, so you are. <laughs> can I can I uh, thank Dimple Malloy? Dimple is believing that she's going to stay with us. We're going to join our next guest. Oh, welcome back. Absolutely, Dimple. Um, the phone calls are coming in. Everybody's thoroughly enjoying your story, and they want us to invite you back. Um, that's what Seamus Duke, the manager, just after telling me there. Now, uh, he'll be on the phone again, Nicola, and to start talking about you. Nicola Bowes. Hi, Ursula. Thanks for having me here today. It's great to be in the radio st- uh, station. You've been a great supporter of the arts programme from the day that I, I started here. Aww. And I have to thank you for that, you and Celtic Eye and Celtic Eye Extension. Thank you, Ursula. Well, we like to, uh, Rosemary's here as well with me today. Yeah, we like to promote everyone on our group. As many people as we can, yeah. Well, now we're talking about you today. So, <laughs> Nicola, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Bale which is near Monksland in Athlone, County Roscommon. Um, but I actually left there when I was 18. And I lived in England for a long time. Um, myself and my husband, and I had two boys there. And I came home in 2008. And I now live in Go- County Galway, Capitagal. Capitagal. Sounds so magical, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> it's actually it's only about ten kilometres, I think, outside of uh, Vanislaw mm-hmm. would be. Yeah, so I've been there since two thousand and eight. Okay, when you, as a young person, did you do art? Yeah, since I can first remember, I was always doodling. Yeah, always doing something with pencils. And back then, when I was a child, we didn't really have paint as much. You know, in school we did, but at home. Um, my mother or I would get us, um, you know, colouring pencils and little art sets, but you wouldn't have much. But I would have always been drawn, yeah. And as I paint a lot of different subjects, as you know, Ursula, but I suppose I would have done a lot of dresses. And, yeah, even back then when I was a child, I was always drawing dresses, yeah. And, I mean, you draw... I mean, I'm not going to go this far forward yet, but you mm. draw stunning dresses. You you can draw a tulip, and when you turn it upside down, yeah. it's a dress. Mm. And it's an amazing dress. You should have seen the outfit that drew for me to come to work today. <laughs> See what was left. Well, no, I didn't actually draw that one. I actually downloaded that. <laughs> okay, well, you have drawn some. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I've drawn a lot. Yeah, um, so mainly flowers, and you change them into dresses, and then you can do... Um, We'll say dresses that are stunning, faces that are stunning, with headgear, with uh, long nails, with uh, gloves, with uh, panache. I'm telling you all this, but this is what you do. Mm, yeah, it would probably be one of my favourite subjects to do with fashion. Yeah, definitely. Um, even though I do landscapes. We'll and come port, to them. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of different um, subjects, but definitely dresses to do with fashion. I do a lot of the backs of women. Just about to say that. Mm, that more poise. so than the front. Yeah, yeah, that poise. Or maybe the side of a woman. Unless I know a person's face or I'm, I have a person's face in front of me, I don't just make up a face. I prefer just to do the, do the back. I'm always attracted to the back yeah. of a person. Yeah. And, and they may have uh, flamboyant sleeves or their hands would yeah. be in a flamboyant way. In a, yeah, Or absolutely. a magical way or theatre yeah, theatre. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I suppose yeah. theatre is the way. And I do know you do um, landscape. I do. Your favourite? Um, well, you had an exhibition there. Um. Our last exhibition was last August. It was to do with Heritage Week. Yeah. 
and it was a project um, with a group that I'm involved with, with Celtic Eye. Um, there's six of us, but uh, as you know, um, we were trying to highlight the importance of the landscape in South Roscommon, and we were very lucky that artists all over Ireland joined to help us on, on that journey. So we had a very large exhibition. The landscape is called well, Karsk. Karsk landscape, yeah, yeah. Um, which is limestone. Okay, and it's very different. It's very Hegel-dependent. I mean, it is an artist's dream. What's oh, beautiful, yeah, yeah. And yeah. what's the name of the, the hill? The, yeah, well, going back to how I got involved was um, Liam Kilday from Top of the Connell contacted me. Um, it would have been the end of 2020. And he just asked me to visualise, because we had no photographs. Uh, when I was a child, because my mother would have been from Tat McConnell, mm. and we used to go and visit my grandparents. And we actually, the area in Tat McConnell is Sky Valley, but we would have known it as the rocks. And it's beautiful. It's just full of big rocks, beautiful moss, very rare moss on a lot of these rocks. And yeah. the rocks themselves aren't just rocks, they're higgledy-piggledy. Yeah, they're eroded over oh, wow. from they're, from the beginning of time. They like to create it. Oh yeah, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. And I did a painting recently to do with, with that. But going back to when Liam contacted me, he just asked me what I do a painting of this particular area, which is Cooksey, is known as Cooksey Finn. I love that name. And yeah. it's a hill. And on the top of this hill, you can actually see seven counties um, from the top of this hill. And I'm not, did we get to bring you as far as that hill? I wasn't person? as well as I am now, yeah. <laughs> but I will well, make we, it this you, summer. You came into some of the land there yeah. and it's surrounded by hazelnut uh, woodlands. Wow. It's amazing. Very it's very old. Very old. Yeah. Dimna, uh, the heritage is unreal there. But I ended up painting this hill but down at the bottom of that hill is a massive stone and we called it the stone of destiny and it's either side of it is a hawthorn trees mm -hmm. so i painted that and it, then in the foreground i actually just from my own imagination i put in queen maeve and cuckullen the okay. backs of them okay. i don't know what they look like sure, so sure, i would yeah, never yeah, paint yeah. What, what they looked like because mm -hmm. i don't know and it's all folklore as well so from that um the project took off from that painting and I ended up doing a few radio shows and and on the paper on the newspaper. So Liam asked me again would I do a few more paintings and I said I will. But I said I'd rather because I'm very used to working with other artists like you, Jim, now with a group. So I asked him would he leave it with me and I'll try and gather a group together. And I was very lucky. Got a great group, including Rosemary here that's sitting beside me. And um, Natasha um, O'Brien from Athlone as well, Monksland, Fiona, Fiona Moore, who's from Top McConnell, Emel Osman, um, uh, Anne Hill, Paula. Uh, Paula. Well, Paula Sharkey then would be the herbalist, so she's on board with it as well. And I hope I haven't left her. Anne Hill. And Anne, Anne Hill, yeah. So, and myself. So, yeah, we've been working ever since um, for the past year, just over a year now on that project. So we set up a group then online with quite a lot of following now online as well and we we've a bit of everything actually on that group there's art there's biodiversity uh, we put on whoever guests that Ursula has here on the radio station so we do a lot of different things on the group can, can I just come back to the art yeah that your group then went out and did art we did now and you did art as well in this area mm -hmm. 
which was all very different. Uh, there was a, an old church. Yes. Yeah, so what we did. And there was walls. Yeah. There was stone. There was fields. There was cooksy fin. And, and, and some of the artists did this in different mediums. But this all came back because of you and Liam. Yeah. Mm. So we've done a lot of work in the last year. Um, and, and just tell me, uh, yeah. Did you ever do art training? No, I'm self-taught artist. Um, I, I've gone to art classes with other, you know, with uh, groups myself from Rosemary. But no, I've never went to college. Uh, no. And do you, do you do classes? I do, but um, I'll talk about that again properly because at the minute I'm in the middle of doing up another studio for classes because I've had quite a few people contact me about classes. Um, but I do, yeah. But I'll come back to you about that another time yeah, okay, when we'll I'm fully ready. Yeah, with studio. studio. And I do yeah. know you have that in the pipeline. It's, yeah. it's one of your to-do lists. Oh, yeah. Can I ask you something? Yeah. You mentioned some, uh, that you have... Have your website that people can look at? If you don't we, yeah, I don't actually have but a no, website. I mean, I mean about this group that you had. You said oh, yeah, sorry, Dimna. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Okay. Um, I have my own page on Facebook, but we have the Celtic Eye Art Group I'll extension. Good. Yeah. Thanks. So Thank sorry you. if I didn't make that clear. Um, the name of our group, yes, the Celtic Eye Art Group. Um, extension. Uh, extension. The the Facebook page has extension on it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thanks, Not at all. I'll come back actually. And there's six ladies on that group. They're the main core of that group. And not that I designedly picked six women, but it, <laughs> that's the way it happened. Um, and then we have Liam as well and Paula. There's a few other people on the outside of that. But the it sounds a really holistic type of... It is a great... Yes, it's a great page and it's a great supporter of other artists page of which yourself... Um, could very much be involved as well. Yeah, uh, there, yeah. and I'll come back at the end and I'll give out all these websites and, and Facebook mm. pages. My mistake, I forgot. So let me just go back here, um, Nicola. You have done how many exhibitions? Oh, um, I've done quite a few exhibitions. Um, One or two, over ten. Oh, definitely over ten. <laughs> we've, oh, yeah, we've done a lot of exhibitions and we've been involved with Culture Night. We've done projects in Banislow where we there was derelict um, a row of derelict houses and to brighten up the town, we painted all the um, the doors and the windows. Um, those buildings now are actually being sold, I think, at the minute. Yeah, we've done a lot uh, of exhibitions, but I always tend to do. I'm not one for solo. I, I like to be with the group. Okay. And I'm also involved in a shop as well in Van Der Sloe, um, JNS Photos. Yeah. Which Rosemary is part of and two other artists. So we actually, there have been, for Shauna Ward, who's the manager of that shop, she's brilliant. We actually have the window there all the time. So we have different themes going Excellent. on all the time in the window. She's a great supporter of, of the artists there in Van Der Sloe. And, and, and where is she in Van Der Sloe now? I drive into Van Der Sloe, I go up to the roundabout. Yeah, and you turn right as if you're going down to the green where they'd have the October Fair and it's Society Street and Shauna's shop, JNS Photos, would be on the right-hand side, I would say maybe kind of halfway down. Halfway down. Yeah, halfway down. And yeah. if you're disabled, I can actually tell you the disabled parking might be beside that, quite close to it. Yeah, because so the town, as you know, yeah, has been done up there yeah. over the last couple of years and it looks really great, so there's loads of parking, yeah. And in your shop there, in the part of the uh, display that she does for you, uh, you have uh, prints of... Um yes, <coughs> so our, we would bring all our original work into Shauna. Now, we display our original work, which is canvas. I do some slate as well, painting on slate. Yeah. And she prints 
um, uh, mounted prints, A4, A3, really any size cups of our work would be printed on mugs, um, coasters, cushions, lots of different um, so, products. So just tell me, Nicola, what it is you do? What do you paint? So I, I paint a lot of subjects. So You do slate. I, I paint on slate, yeah, I paint, paint on canvas. canvas, I paint on wood. I would really paint on anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as it doesn't move. I'm constantly recycling at home. Uh, it's the same with my garden. I can turn anything really into a pot, you know. Yeah. I recycle all the time. Yeah, I would really paint on any. And your painting is flamboyant. Yeah, they can be quite colourful, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have up on my Facebook page uh, a lady with a black... I don't know, what, is it hat or hair? Or? Oh, that's Maleficent. Yes, yeah. I just done her recently. I've been meaning Stunning. to do her for a while, yeah. yes. Yeah. I met you, the first time I met you was in a nursing home. That's right, Ursula. And Nicola wasn't in the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> we, were all part, we were part of a fantastic exhibition in Millrace Nursing Home in Bannisloe. I It was a year or two before COVID, so it's going back about four, four years, years ago. Yeah. And that's where we met. But That's the, where we met. The yeah. painting you had... Oh, I'd have been Indian. There. Well, the Indian lady. Mm. Oh, that was my Asian jewel. Yes, the back of a lady with with the green. Oh. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was uh, how how tall? How big was it? Oh, that was quite. Uh, I'd say that painting. I'm not great with inches and centimeters, but I'd say it was definitely three, three foot, foot by two foot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at least. I mean, it was maybe stunning. I can't remember what else was there, but that one stuck out in my mind. I mean, you walked in, and that's there was a, 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 it the night a, a night in Paris. The other lady with the long plait. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was another one that was there. I can remember. Little, little did I know that day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll be sitting here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which um, is great. So, y y your slate, I mean, your slate work again is amazing. Very simple, very flamboyant, very colourful, but amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you sell your work? I do a lot of commissions. I'm not very good at letting go of my work. Right. <laughs> That's why I had to renovate <laughs> an old building to put it all into. I'm not great at that. Um, but I do now uh, paint slate for the shop in Banislow, um because it's not always fair having stuff there. People want to buy it and you're saying no all the time. So, but yeah, I do. Yeah. And you do cards? Uh, cards, yeah, yes. we do. I, I mostly do prints of my work, but I do commissions as well because I don't, obviously I'm very attached to the painting for the, the, the client, but I'm not personally attached to the painting, so I'm, it's easier for me to let go. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Whereas oh. if it's your own. Oh, I find yeah, it very yeah, hard to... Yeah, yeah. I've done it. I've sold uh, some of my work in the early years and I regretted it. Yes, yeah. I know. It <laughs> is very hard to let go of your yeah. work. So it's yeah. like a child. Well, yeah. I remember thinking when I had my exhibition, my solo exhibition, it was like bearing your soul. Yeah, it is. It's really... Um, that's what I found. You know, yeah. it's, you're, you're putting your work out there for it to be yeah. critiqued. Or critiqued, oh, yes. Yeah. And it's difficult. Mm. Yeah. It is. Mm. Uh, it, it is very difficult because it's your work and you, you look at it and you think well I don't think anyone would particularly like what I've done I mean I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm talking away to myself and then somebody comes in and says wow look at that and you go what are you talking about my work 
yeah. I'm not talking about my work. I'm talking about our guest's work. Uh, Rosemary, I'm coming to you in a few minutes. Don't you think I'm leaving you out of it? <laughs> Nicola, can I thank you for chatting with us um, and, oh. and telling us a little bit about yourself? Very hard to get you to talk about yourself. <laughs> I'm still, uh, Dimna's still here with us and we're all going to have a little chat later on. Thank so you, are. Ursula. But for now, we're heading back into the ads. Uh, I told you, time goes very it fast does. once you flies. start talking. It flies by. It flies by, so it does. Mm. Okay, here we go. Ooh, welcome back. I'll tell you something that's hectic in the studio. And again, thank you all for your messages. Thank you. It's it's great to hear from you all. Send in the messages. They're coming in on my mobile phone as well as coming in on the um, on the Ross FM um, landline. And uh, it has been a hectic 20, 40 minutes. But now we're going to calm it all down. So we are. We're going to go way back in time. And we're going to chat with Rosemary Carty, was going to tell Rosemary, you're welcome. Thank you so much, Ursula, and thank you for having me on today. Thank you so it's much. It's not the first time you've been on the arts program. No, it's my, you interviewed me about a couple of months ago. A couple of months and ago. Yeah, I cannot remember the exact date, but yes, you did interview me. Yeah, and we chatted. And we chatted, and we had a lovely yeah. chat. Yeah. Something, Rosemary, you told me then was about you being uh, a young child at school and how your interest developed in the arts. Yes, Ursula. I, I actually came from a little village in South Tipperary and um, the priest in my village at the time, he, he was probably ahead of his time, um, he was always very interested in the arts and he was very friendly with another man in the village and this other man left school when he was only like 10 or 12 but they were very, very interested in the arts and they used to go to the opera festival down in Wexford and they used to uh, go to all the art galleries in Dublin and all the art exhibitions and uh, followed all the, you know, the masters in art. And they used to bring the paintings t uh, on uh, video, uh, you know, the old fashioned videos, uh, put up the big screen in the schools and show the paintings to us as children. And it was my favourite, favourite moment in school. He would explain the artists to us, who th what their names were, and I got so interested in all of that. And on top of that, then he also collected art. He used to he used to pick up uh, Paul Henry paintings and all that. And he would actually, my mother would have told me, he would actually go without dinner in order to be able to afford to buy a, a painting. And my mother used to send me up to his house to pick up. Um, messages for for her or to get mass card signs or whatever and it was just the highlight for me to go up and i'd say to him like can i look at your paintings father <laughs> and he would say of course come on in and he would bring me in and he'd explain he'd bring me into it because they were all over his house and i would stand there and i would be just gone into the picture in my mind mm -hmm. so you know th looking at it and loving it and just fascinated and then I, I he knew I was so interested then so then he would invite my mother and me and maybe some of my other sisters up to the house for a cup of tea and maybe a sandwich or whatever and then he would bring us around the house and I'd be able to ask questions and it was just wonderful memories for me and then uh, Later on, he moved away from our little village and he went to live in another village. And again, 
I was got away from home at this stage, but my mother would say, I'm going up, his name was Father Johnny McGrath, and my mother would say to me, I'm going up to visit Father Johnny such a day. Do you want to pick out a day off that you can be down to go with me? And I would say, would a cat drink milk? And I would go. <laughs> and it was just memories plus plus for me. And it was just a fantastic journey. And I just loved looking at paintings from then on. And then when he died, he actually donated a lot of his stuff to the Crawford Art Gallery in Cork. So there is a, a section in the Crawford Art Gallery for Father the Johnny McGrath collection. Father Johnny McGrath collection. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Must keep that in mind. So that yeah. was yeah. So that was that was my journey into art. And and you went on. You did your um, went on worked uh, your career. Your I did my career. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, then um, I actually always loved art. So uh, when I finished my career as the, the, my full time career, I said now is my time to do what I want to do. And so I started taking art classes and went from there. And the very first painting I ever did, I was so proud of it. You have no idea. I brought it home and I used to go stand there and look at it and I used to say, oh my God, oh my God, did I do that? And it was just, I still have it. And, and what was it? It was, um, it was a painting of a sea scene and... Now that I look back on it, I possibly did the sky too blue and the sea too. No, no, you did. You did it what was meant but to be at the time. I was just wonderful, and I remember coming home. I was married at that stage and showing it to my husband, and being just in awe of it. And mm -hmm. still am really when I do things, and when somebody says to me, "Oh my goodness, I like that," yeah. I just. I float yeah, for a few days. And just one little thing I want to ask. Um, when you went to do art, when you went to study art or art classes, um, you had retired. Yes. I'm, I'm only putting that in there for people uh, who are doing a career, living their lives, looking after their children or whatever. It is never too late no. to pick no. up art. No. Now, I'll bring everybody in here. They're all nodding at me. Mm. That looks good on radio, on television, <laughs> but we can't see it on the radio. <laughs> Girls. I was just thinking in terms of what Rosemary was saying. <clears throat> you know, uh, you said about like that priest that introduced you mm. to it. Can you imagine if every child in the country got the same oh, thing? Wouldn't it be God. wonderful? Mm -hmm. Like like that too. Um, I was very fortunate to have a very good friend who brought me out to her house, big house, massive portraits. Yeah. And like that, I would just stand with my mouth open, looking at them. And not even the paintings, but uh, just to see the resemblances on the faces. Yeah. Like, it's one thing seeing a photograph. It's another yeah. thing seeing a, a painting yeah. of a particular size. You're actually... Yeah. In, you can be brought yeah, into a painting, can't you? Yeah. Um, I went to, I was very lucky, I went to New York years ago and I went into the National Museum in New York City and um, to see these Rothko paintings, you know the ones that are yeah. the reds, and yeah. to stand beside that, the place vibrates. Yeah. Do you know? And you can't see that on a piece of paper, yeah, no. No. you know, when you're looking at a painting. We were just talking about that earlier, about the size of work or what materials yeah. you use. I was just going to say, we actually went to a fantastic exhibition recently um, in, in Clamel, um, a man called Michael Fogarty, and we all know his work online, it's fantastic, but we did not know 
how big his pieces were till we actually went down to his exhibition. They were enormous. Some of them were four foot by five foot, maybe six foot by four foot. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see it online, but to really go in there into an exhibition it's, is it's, fantastic. It's, it's, and just come back to one thing you said there, Ursula, about Rosemary when she took up the art from retiring. Um, I suppose I missed that little bit out about myself. I didn't do art for years. Um, when I got married and had my children because I didn't have the time to do that and I tried to take it up a little bit myself (coughs) in England but it was only when my daughter my youngest, I had a a daughter when I moved back home that she started to get into school, play school and that that I I said that's it now, I'm going back into it and I haven't looked back since Isn't that wonderful? I'd have to say it's the same for myself Yes you know, I, I um, well, I started art. I started back at art when I was in hospital as therapy, yeah. and that's another whole conversation. I mean, how yeah. therapeutic is art, yeah. and how it, it it's so. For three days a week, I told my family I was busy and not to be visiting, but I was actually doing art, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe what I was creating. Yeah. Yeah. But this program isn't about me. Come back in here. <laughs> now, just about Russ Common. Again, we're running out of time. Um, Russ Common has a great art. Yes, mm-hmm. Chelsea. Yes. Somebody tell me. Well, about the scene. Yeah. Um, well, strangely enough, just when um, Nicola was talking about Clonmel, my husband's from Clonmel. Oh, okay. You were talking about Tosh Tipperary. But anyway, connections. Um, yeah, it's common. It's actually, it's got a lot of young artists coming up, which is really fantastic, mm-hmm. with young um, designers. Yes. Uh, there's a fellow called Joe Caslin. I don't know if you've heard of him. What does he do? He's wonderful. He's uh, He makes these massive... Um, prints. He puts them up on different buildings. He has them all over. Okay. They were up in Dublin. He's been over in America. Um, it's usually of men. He usually puts up these massive images. They're on paper. Okay. So he has... Uh, the, the work will only last for maybe a year. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a poster, but it's not. It's specific to the building. He would make it specifically. Okay. Joe Catherine, have a look. C A S L I N. Okay, we'll um, all be looking at him this evening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, beautiful. There's another. You know, I'm just saying. It's like, um, as we said earlier, if you're given the opportunity when you're younger, mm. if you're brought into an art environment, be it music, like Ireland is full of musicians mm. because they have it at home. Mm. But they're not necessarily full of painters or mm. sculptors. I think just to be introduced to it. Yeah, and I think everybody has a piece of art in them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just knowing what it is. We're not all great yeah. painters. No. We're not all great no, no, writers. That doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have to do it. Oh, no, 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 no. And I mean, do it. I'm, I'm, everyone I has some creativity within yeah. yeah. them. Yeah. And I just wanted to say also concerning what Tiffany was just saying of going myself going up, looking at his uh, Father McGrath's paintings and the, the videos that he brought to the school, it was just, as Jimna said, you actually, you entered into the world of that painting and you, you, you learned so much as well about, you know, there were so many different characters on that face and the, and the, the you know, the shadows on the neck and everything. Yeah, different the techniques. Lines, the techniques. Just to see how just one colour... Just to see, yeah. oh my God, and the stories it told was just yeah. fabulous. I'm really sorry, ladies. I'm really sorry, sorry, sorry. The program is just not long enough. 
Karen. I can't thank you enough for joining me this afternoon on the arts programme on Ross FM. Um, it's been, again, <clears throat> a beautiful show, but beautiful programme, listening to you, listening to you talk about your art, each of you coming from a very different area. I hope, I hope you agree that. And uh, again, I think Seamus is probably coming in to say there's more phone calls coming in. They want you back on the arts programme. I think that's what I heard you say, Seamus. <laughs> yes. Um, Thank no you, doubt Ursula. you will be back on the arts programme at some stage or other and I will be meeting you throughout the thing. Uh, Celtic Guy Nicola will be coming in mm. to talk about themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think in about two weeks' time. About I two think. weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, Rosemary, thank you. Nicola, thank, thank you. Thank you, Ursula. Dimna, thank you again for joining us. It was great us. to meet Dimna. Yeah, you come here as strangers and meet as friends. Absolutely. That'll be my new motto. Yeah, that's brilliant. The new motto. Just, um, we're finishing off the programme with a um, song by um, uh, Trish uh, Riley. It's called Broken Lines. And on the march um, a number of years ago, Enda Kenny recognised the travelling community as a group of their own. And um, Trish was from, is from the travelling community, was uh, settled, put into settled life, and then realised how, how difficult it was to live in the, within the two communities and she is a traveller uh, by choice. Well, she lives in town, she lives in alone. but Trish is a fantastic singer, an amazing singer and an amazing songwriter. And she wrote this song many years ago, which if Trish is listening in will know it had the hair standing on the back of my neck. It's about being taken from one life to another life and it's called Broken Lines. Listen, listeners, you'll be joining me next week, I hope, on um, the arts programme. Another uh, list of guests joined up uh, to come, and I hope it'll be as interesting and as lively as today. Thank you all for your good wishes, and we're signing out with um, Broken Lines. <laughs>